guys, I think it's time to buzz the tower. Hello everybody, welcome to 5 Movie Madness, I'm your host Matt Jansen, and with me as always is Joe. You had me at hello. That was, okay. <laughs> and Corey. We do not negotiate with terrorists. That was my runner up there, Corey. That was a good one. That was probably my winner all week long until I uh, decided to go buzz the tower. I don't blame you. I think that was a good choice. I don't know what movie it's from. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna find oh, out. Oh, I bet I actually on second <laughs> thought I probably know what movie it's from. There you go. I was gonna say. <laughs> Silly me. Joe, edit that out. Yes, we are doing our top five Tom Cruise movies, and I'm really excited about this. This is the episode I've wanted to do since we started the show, even before we started the show. Tom Cruise is my favorite actor. I don't care about his personal life. What he does outside of making movies doesn't faze me in a bit, but I find his movies uh, the most entertaining of uh, any of the other actors out there. It was supposed to be coinciding with the Top Gun 2 release, but I don't know if that's ever coming out. So Maverick's yeah, been grounded. So, <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's oh. Good. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. It's very clever. Just came to me. But uh, but uh, yeah. So um, whenever this comes out, it comes out. It might be for Maverick. It might not be. Probably not going to well, be. Probably not, because I'm I'm behind, but not that behind. <laughs> yeah, it keeps getting delayed, unfortunately. Mission Impossible 7 keeps getting delayed as well. And the new Bond movie keeps getting delayed. I don't know why. Maybe it's that, uh, that China audience. Cause, uh, Maybe. I don't know what's going on over there, but they seem to shut down a little more. They just need to realize so. they're not going to make, like hundreds of millions of dollars for a while and maybe that's what they're hoping they're just going to push it until they are going to make yeah, I, I guess if, is, that is might it be hurt, what they're doing is it hurting anybody by pushing it you're pissed off the fan base but is anybody not going to see it I don't know I don't think they could push I, it far enough out where we're like screw I this I might eventually I'm forget it's this. coming out well they're going to have to well they're going to spend some money on marketing yeah. it then so uh, we shall see. So I'm just going to guess we have no emails or no reviews, no ratings. Uh, I have an email, actually. I don't... Oh, wow. Uh, no, I didn't remember to check on... Rev- we have an email. Is it from Bennett? Of course it's from Bennett. Let's <laughs> not be crazy here. It's from our boy. Our boy, Bennett. Bennett wants to know... Well, let us know what Bennett's been watching. It's dated 831. It's 93 right okay. now for everyone listening. It's pretty recent. And so happy November, everyone, whenever <laughs> this comes out. Better writes, hey guys, my daughter picked a movie this weekend I'd never heard of called Vivo on Netflix. My wife Sandra cried three times, I think. It's the only movie that Lin-Manuel Miranda sings in that isn't ruined by his singing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it's a hot take I kind of agree with. I, having not seen Vivo, uh, this movie is as good as people incorrectly praise Hamilton and Coco as being. Also, seeing wow. Shang-Chi in two days. Love the MCU. Can't wait. Bennett. A lot to unpack nice. there. There's a lot to unpack there. I like reading an insight into Bennett's personal life. That's kind of cool. He's been with us for a long time. Yes, and we're, we're just now peeling these layers back. I'm ready for Shang-Chi. Admittedly, I'm... Me too. I'm, you know what? I feel like I we we all said that we wanted like a little MCU break after Endgame came out. I feel like... I feel like we got one. We definitely did. yeah. The show's got me back in the in the mood to see the movies now. I'm back on board. I'm good. Yeah, the movies were or the shows were a nice placeholder. Like I didn't have to like take 
a huge chunk of time out of a day to like go get a movie theater ticket, go sit down, get popcorn. Like I could just kind of watch those at my leisure. 40 minutes once a week. Yeah. It was nothing crazy. Um, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for live action spider verse. I don't care what anybody tells me that that's not what it is. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting that from. I, that's exactly what I got from the trailer is what they were saying. They didn't do any. They had one big reveal, what's semi big reveal, and I think they're holding everything else back. It's no, they are. A, yeah, it's definitely a Spider Verse. I don't like, get what people are saying. It's not. I it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know how you watch that trailer and you're not like, "Yep, clearly a Spider Verse." Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I won't be able to give you my opinion. Yeah, Joe, so you've been you've been good. You haven't. I've been you haven't good. Yeah, cracked? as soon as I see like good somebody post about it on Facebook, I'm like, and I'm just closing the app. I'm done. Smart. Smart move, man. Yeah. There you go. Like I said, TikTok ruined it for me, so I'm glad it's not ruined I'm so for you. So glad yet. I don't have that app. I watched the trailer. It doesn't bother me. No, that's fair. The trailer. Yeah, yeah no, but uh, yeah, no, it's no, I, I was jazzed for it. That's my favorite uh, MCU uh, hero. Oh, so. same. Yeah, because um, I want to have a, I want to have a Spider-Man Civil War without being in the trailer moment. I want to be like. Holy shit, they did what? <laughs> there you go. I'm fairly certain there's still going to be a lot of that in this. Yes, I would hope so. I'm, yeah. I'm fairly certain. It's kind of the point. It's not like, it's not going to be a Ragnarok or a, a Civil War where it's like, man, this reveal would have been great if it hadn't been in the trailer. I don't oh, think I don't think we got that in this. Yeah. So, Open that. that's I mean, the good news. Endgame had like 10 of those moments, so I was proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Man, anyway, true? not that kind of podcast anymore. Not anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> but thank you, Bennett. Yes, thank you, Bennett. Good to hear from you, bud. If you want to be like Bennett, send us an email at 5moviemadness at gmail.com. That is the number 5moviemadness at gmail.com. Not the word, the number. That's right. Just Like, don't write the number. <laughs> The number five. I've ruined it. Oh Let's God. move on. What a, what a nightmare. <laughs> um. Yeah, my week sucked. Uh, I'm. Done, don't want to talk about it. Football season starting. By That's the, the only good thing about this week. By the only time you're thing. hearing this, it's like the week Thanksgiving eight. games will be starting. <laughs> the what starting? <laughs> Thanksgiving uh, <yeah>. games. <laughs> Maybe not that bad. I don't know. We'll see. We got a, I don't we know got a lot in the bank. We got a lot in the can. Which is good. Yeah. You know, it's always good. I'm sure if there was a uh, a major thing, we could probably do an episode and get it out real quick. Yeah, we can we can skip forward. We have complete sure. freedom. That's it. We we have the technology. Full autonomy, baby. Full autonomy. That's it. So you guys want to get into it? Let's do sure. it. Sure. All right. That's how the show works. We each have created individual top five movie lists, which will be revealed to you now. There will be a round of five, four, three, two, one, and so on. If a movie appears on multiple lists, we will table that conversation until a later part in the show. Without further ado, Corey, what's your number five? My number five is Tropic Thunder. Okay, that was one of my, like, ten bubbles. So. That's that's one of my legit two <laughs> bubbles. I knew someone okay. was going to have it on their list. <laughs> and it was going to be me. Tropic Thunder is not a Tom Cruise movie, which is why it's five. Correct. But the movie is undoubtedly made better by his appearance in it. That's the best way to describe it. Tom Cruise is great in it. 
His parts are hysterical. His lines are phenomenal. He steals every scene he's in in that movie. Every scene he's in. Every one of them. Would this movie be just as funny if that was if those two scenes weren't in it? Probably. I'm happy that they are. That's the, like honest honestly that's the best way I can describe why I put this on my top 5. Cuz it just elevates a movie to just another step higher. It takes a good movie and makes it better. And if it's going to be if it's going to make a list for like a cameo type appearance like this, that's the way to do it in my opinion. He plays Les Grossman, studio head, and they do not reveal he's in the movie during the trailer. It was a big secret that he was in this movie. So if you're seeing it in theaters, you're like, holy crap, is that Tom Cruise? <laughs> that, was, that, that was my reaction. <laughs> and yes, he's hysterical. Is he dancing? He's, he's, in a few, he's in a few scenes. He's in the closing scene, which is hysterical. Yes. It's a very non-Tom Cruise performance, which is like, it's a little refreshing. Because... No, He's got range, I, I I feel, but he doesn't really do comedy too often. And no. this was like I never thought Tom Cruise was, was funny until this movie, and this I was, was like, maybe he's funny. Com- yep, it's a true comedic role for him, and he just adds to it. I mean, there's a lot of uh, heavy hitter comedic actors in this for the time. I mean, you got uh, Ben Stiller. Is he funny? I don't know. <laughs> some some of, his, some of his stuff is good. He's a he's uh, a funny tweeter. That he is. Jack Black, Matthew McConaughey, his role is supposed to be Owen Wilson, but Owen Wilson was going through some personal issues at the time, so Matthew McConaughey took the role. Another great actor with range. So, uh, yeah, no, Tropic Thunder. I mean, I wrote down a lot of movies, and Tropic Thunder is one of my favorites. But as you said, not particularly a Tom Cruise movie. Don't fault you for having it on your list. It's definitely a great performance. Yep. Yep. I don't disagree with you. All right, moving on. Joe, your number five Tom Cruise film. My number five Tom... I like how we're calling him films now because it's Tom yeah, Cruise. why not? Uh, why not? I'm the host. <laughs> that's call what I want. It's well within your <laughs> that's rights. That's true. My number five... It's well within his rights. My number five... Oh, God. My number five... I've said it too many times. It's lost all meaning. The nothing where five? a word becomes a sound. Uh, that's it. <laughs> my number five is Rain Man. Okay. That okay. is just... I did not put that down as one of my bubbles. Okay. This is a great movie. It is. Best Picture winner, 1988. Yep. I don't love it, love it, but I think it's a good story, and I think Tom Cruise is good in it, so it deserves to be my number five. It's a, it's just a nice story about a guy coming around on his attitude, getting to know his long, uh, his long estranged brother. Or not long estranged. Yep. He never knew he existed until that moment. So lo- that's a long lost, right? That, that makes yeah, sense. long lost, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. Dustin Hoffman plays Ray, uh, Raymond, who he's the Rain Man. Um, yeah, I just it's got a good that. movie. Yep. <laughs> really? That, I didn't put it together that it sounds like Raymond. I just knew that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said the Rain Man would come and save because it's Rain. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, um, yeah, more of a Dustin Hoffman movie, in my opinion. Also, Tom Cruise is still a very big part of the movie. I mean, you can argue um, Tom Cruise is pretty much the lead in the movie. Well, Dustin Hoffman just won the memorable best actor part. that year too. So I'm gonna call him the lead. I don't. I, it's it's. I think it's a more impressive performance from Dustin Hoffman. Well, I guess sure. I say. He had to yeah. do more things. And he he won best actor in a lead role. So I mean, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that does yeah. kind of. Right. <laughs> he probably was top billed. I mean. Tom Cruise was really like hot at the time. Like he like Top Gun came out prior to that. Cocktail, risky bit movies we're probably going to talk about later on. But um, 
Dustin Hoffman was like an iconic guy from like the 60s, 70s era. I mean, he did uh, The Graduate, um, Midnight Cowboy. He was in a lot of Best Picture. Strangers Fiction. Uh, Wait, no, that was later. That was later. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a good, good movie duo. I'm surprised they never did another movie together. That would have been interesting. Um, they they had a lot of chemistry on on screen. I thought. And yeah, it's uh, two brothers in a car for most of the movie, traveling along. You got that uh, that card counting scene in Vegas that they ripped off in a uh, hang or they parodied in Hangover, I should oh, say. Yeah. And, yeah, and amongst and, uh, many other things, I'm sure. Oh, Anything that has numbers flying through the air on the screen is Rain Man. Mm-hmm. For those of you who've never seen Rain Man. Uh yeah, and it's uh, I don't know. Is it insensitive to quote? Dustin Hoffman during this, like the way, because he has a lot of memorable lines. It's not making yeah. fun of him. So I'm to not going to try but, uh, to do the voice, because I 97x, bam, the future <laughs> of. <Rocky. laughs> uh, I just you know it's it's uh it's it's good stuff. Yeah. I like Rayman. It's a good movie, and that's my note. Why it's my number five. Hey Matt, what's your number five? Yeah. Um, went back and forth on this. I was torn between two movies. And I'm going to go with Top Gun as my number five Tom Cruise. It snuck on there. It snuck on there. Absolutely. Definitely one of his more iconic roles. I'm assuming it's not on either of your lists. No. It Tom is one of my bu- two bubbles. Okay. Very good. Not even in consideration um, for me. Definitely one of his more iconic roles. I think it was the highest grossing film of that year. Is it? I think you can make a list of your top ten favorite movies and your top ten favorite guilty pleasure movies, and it could be on both lists. Um, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, the av the aviation scenes are really cool. Some of the best flight scenes you would even see in a movie today. Hence why they're making a remake all these years later with the technology they have. They can do a really good job with that. And yeah, he's Maverick. He's a cool guy. He's a uh... <laughs> flying around he's at top gun academy with his buddy goose and they're trying to win, take home the top prize and there's like a, i guess a war going on and they got to also fight in the war in some scenes and uh yeah so, i mean sometimes they fight in the war sometimes they're playing volleyball you never know that's it you don't I know mean, what you're gonna get that's it it's, you know sometimes you just want to get oiled up go on the beach play with the boys that's it's <laughs> what they do only all the Hiking time is volleyball that's it <laughs> It is uh, a it is a super iconic movie. I, I can't yeah disagree with you on that. Like sure. if you th- when I think of eighties movies, like that eighties action movie, Top Gun is almost always one of the first things that comes to my brain. If nothing else, the Top Gun soundtrack comes to my brain when I think of that, right? Great great Highway, soundtrack. Highway to the Danger Zone? Come on, get the fuck out of here. You can't you can't play that song and not think of this movie either. Like it, they are like <laughs> Simpatico, I think, is it would be a, the right term for that. She's lost that love and feeling, and actually, the winner of best original song for the Academy Awards was uh, "Take My Breath Away." Believe it or not. Do 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 do. bum. Yes, great soundtrack. Very very good movie. I would think it was the Fast and the Furious of the eighties. I don't seems like they're not particularly good movies, but they're fun. It's a lot of fun. They could have made like. Ten Top Guns by now, I would have been invested. In I think I, I think I would be a bigger fan of Top Gun if they made like five kind of shitty movies, just like okay. instead of there just being this confusing movie where I don't really know the point of anything. It's Top Gun Weekend on TNT. You're like, oh shit, yeah. Top Gun! It's a Top Gun marathon, I'm guys. I'm in. <laughs> honey, Day, honey, Top cancel dinner marathon. with your parents. We're staying in for Top Gun Weekend. We can't. That's All right, great. we're DVRing it. 
You own them all on Blu-ray. I don't care. This hits different when it's on cable. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, big fan of Top Gun. Can't wait for Maverick to come out. That should be a lot of fun also. But, yes, that is my number five, which brings us to Corey's number four. Uh, my number four is a movie that I am almost positive neither of you will have on your list, and it is Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen it, so you're right. It's not on my list. You don't like it, right, Matt? I saw it when I was nine for the reasons you one Whoa. would oh, this Is this the Mask Party <laughs> movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I yeah. rented that in Barbwire with right. like, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. my adult <laughs> library cards. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just picture you strutting into the library with your adult oh. library card, like, just these two today, sweetheart. Yeah. And then the, cl- the clerks are shrugging his shoulders like, there's nothing I can do. And then you pick up your briefcase and walk out. <laughs> Should I tell the story, or do they know already? I don't know. I don't know how much carryover there podcast? is. So you, no, you've definitely yeah. t- not oh. told it on this one. Okay, well, when I was nine, I rented movies from the library all the time. Prior to nine, I rented movies from the library all the time. And there was one time I wanted to see, I, th- oh, I forgot what it was. I think it was like either like Lethal Weapon or, or, or Witness, some 80s action movie. And I wasn't allowed to rent it because I have a juvenile card. But my dad didn't think it was like that bad. So he didn't want to come down with me all the time because we lived walking distance from the library. So... He uh, asked them, what do I have to do to have them rent this movie on their own? Well, you could sign for him to get an adult card. Boom, got the adult card. Able to rent any movie I want. So I was like, barbed wire looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Eyes wide shut looks even better. (laughs) Yeah, so Corey, Uh, eyes wide shut. (laughs) Eyes wide shut. Um, It is a, a weird movie, but for whatever reason, it it's... It's captivating for me, and, and it doesn't really make any sense. I rewatched it for this, and I'm like, I don't really think much happens in this movie. Like the mo- like the beginning, like they build this suspense. They 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 frame this movie as kind of like a a, a thriller, um, like an edgy seat yeah. suspenseful suspense movie. Maybe I guess I don't even know what you would call it. But they try to build all the suspense, and it works. They do build all the suspense into it. But then the movie ends, and like nothing happens, and I'm I'm constantly. I, I feel like I'm intrigued by this movie and I like this movie because I don't understand what the hell's going on. Okay. In a lot of in a lot of ways. Um it's your number four. I, it's my number four. Okay. It is. I watch I've watched it often enough where I'm like, I like this better than some other things. Um especially more recently now that I've moved on to Long Island, I'm like, oh I know where I know where this is. Like a bunch of it happens on Long Island. I'm like, oh that's kinda cool. I always like the Huh. I always find movies that I can, like, point to and be like, aha, I know this. Like, Did you see Paper Man? <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom Cruise is good in it. Nicole Kidman, I think, is great in it. Um, the story of a doctor who's having some marital problems and stumbles upon an orgy that he shouldn't ever have gone to in the first place. And uh, then his life gets threatened and he uh, goes about his life. That's that's really the the plot of this movie in a lot of ways. I mean, it's Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman's third movie together. They were married at one point, and Stanley Kubrick directed it. Stanley Kubrick was as artsy as a filmmaker can be. Every single scene he has has a lot of deep meaning. 
Nothing yes. is ever put on screen by accident. It's uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's not one I revisit a lot. Um, I yeah, think that's I, a good word for it. Interesting is a really good word for it. I mean, the suspenseful part. I mean, when he when he gets figured out at the party with the mask, and they're about to turn on him, then someone stands up on his behalf and takes the punishment, and she gets killed. Like she pretty much dies for him, so to speak. So Whoa, yeah, that part's this a, movie's heavy. Yeah, that part's like. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but you like you feel that's what's gonna happen, but you're not like quite sure that it's 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 very strange. Yeah. I don't know if you are out there, you're listening to this, and it's your favorite movie, and you understand it, and there's a whole deep artsy meaning to it. Good on you. Email us in, explain it to us. But it's just it's one. Of, it's more like a collection of scenes than it is a movie, so to speak. There's like there's a story per se, but it's not particularly interesting. It's just it's just uh. A lot of things happening to a guy, and you kind of you're not sure why. It's I don't know. I'm not sure why. It's tough to explain. It really is. And it's that it's that type of like borderline confusion that like that hooks me when I when I watch movies like this. Fair. One wanting to figure like wanting to watch movies again because I don't understand them. Oftentimes is a sign of of a good movie for me. That being said, on top of that, even if I decided that like I was going to throw my hands up in the air and be like, fuck this, I don't want to understand it anymore, the performances that you get in the movie are still are still good, right? Even if the movie doesn't make any sense. Like, two pretty big-name actors can't, showed up to work, said their lines, delivered them well, and, and performed the roles that they were asked to perform. Whether the movie makes sense or not is, is not on them, right? No, I mean I they didn't write it, yeah, it. nor direct yeah. it. <laughs> that's that. That's it. I mean, there's again, there's probably a deeper meaning here, just too too deep for me. So fair, eyes wide shut. As an aside, it. it's funny, Corey. I oh go yes. ahead, oh, go ahead, man. Yeah, no, it's okay. Go for it. I was like, Corey, did you ever see Tenet? I did not watch Tenet yet. No, you would you would love Tenet if you love being confused I, by movies. I have a very strong feeling I'm going to like Tenet. Yes, I keep meaning to watch a, it. I just haven't watched it yet. Tenet is very much a collection of scenes. <laughs> yeah, like, I did a deep dive into, like, a subreddit, and I still don't understand what's really, like, yeah. 30% of what's happening in Tenet. So, Corey, you'll love it. Can't wait to watch it. There's another movie I think is going to be on someone's list that's I think it falls into this realm as well, but we'll see if we ever get there. Every week, my dad asked me what our movie topic is, and I said Tom Cruise this week, and he goes, oh, eyes wide shut. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Remember the time when you were nine and I got you the adult eye break? <laughs> I don't even know if they knew I rented it, but yeah. Eyes wide shut. Those are very trusting parents. Fine. Yeah. I love movies. I was a good kid. Anyway... <laughs> Give me, give me a second, guys. I'm just going to close my door real quick. The dog opened it. Sure. That's impressive. Yeah, I know. You're stuck with me, dog. <laughs> Welcome to the danger zone. <laughs> Highway to the danger zone. All right, that is my number four, which... Goes to Joe's number four next. Joe, Correct. what do you got for number four, buddy? My number four has a possibility of being tabled. It's Mission Impossible Fallout. I put the entire Mission Impossible series, with the exception of two, on my bubble. That's list. fair. That's the only bad one. <laughs> <laughs> it is the. We are okay. Are we oh, tabled? Before, before I, before I say anything else, 
are we doing this like we did Pixar? Are we tabling for a series? Like, are you asking yes. if you're tabling? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. They're individual okay. movies. Right. They're okay. individual movies. Making sure. I'm just, to sum up my bubble list, I'm just telling you. It is f- that. Five series. out of the six Mission Impossibles. This is why you have <laughs> ten bubble movies. Got it. Understood. That's it. Yep. That makes up half of them. <laughs> yes. Or more than half. No, half. You're right. Uh, yeah, so Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, I was only going to put mission, one Mission Impossible on my list. I think Fallout is just slightly the best one. Okay. It's, it's Tom Cruise in the quintessential Tom Cruise role of Ethan Hunt. It's Ethan, This one's got Ethan Henry Cavill Hunt? in it. I think he's like yes, the most is. interesting side character Okay. that they've had in the movie. I really like his role in this. Okay. It is easily my second favorite Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, it's like there's it's split in hairs. Like I put another one on my bubble and there's like three really the last three Mission Impossible movies are the best. Mm-hmm. You think so? Okay. So I like three, four, and six. I, I, I'm in the minority with three. I know that. But I really like three. But um, Three's, not, three's, three, three's good, is... yeah. The only one that's bad is two. The only one that, if you tell me, yes. is your favorite is two, I'm be like, why? Have, have you seen <laughs> all of them? Try, try again. And when you said Henry Cavill is the most interesting Mission Impossible side character, I love uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in three. That's what he makes the movie for okay. me. He is good. Totally fair. Just Henry Cavill gives me such cool vibes. Like watching it, yep. just like this guy's a badass. Absolutely. <laughs> but this is about and, and to think, and to think that mustache ruined BVS. I think that helps. Honestly, I think knowing the backstory of that mustache just really even like makes it crazier. Is that BVS or Justice, Justice League? League? Justice League. Justice, you're right. A lot of things ruined BVS. Yes, yeah. you're not wrong. Justice League wasn't as bad as uh It was better. Initially, yeah, I thought yeah. I thought it was it got terrible reviews, but I didn't I didn't hate it, I should say. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. And then they made it four hours and I haven't finished it. <laughs> I watched that all in one shot, baby. I'm sorry. I don't know how much I mean we're gonna talk about another Mission Impossible movie coming up clearly, so I don't I don't I mean uh this one's got Alec Baldwin in it. That's fun. Not wrong. Not wrong. Continues having Simon Pegg. Jerry Miranda's not in this one, right? This is the one he's he's in like four and five and not this one. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Renner was supposed to pick up the mantle and Tom Cruise was like, no, I want this back. <laughs> well, I, I wish they would have had Renner in Fallout. That would have like completed the whole experience for me. But otherwise, Fallout's really good. It's the fun action movie. It kind of, not a lot of twists and turns, but it's, it's good enough in that department. And yeah, it was... Was it like the number one movie of the year it came out? Um, I think so. I think I do a top ten favorite movies list every year, and this this made my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it came this came out the same year as Creed two, and I think I had that my, those as one and two. So I like I I like that movie a lot when it came out. A lot of fun. Yeah. I own it. It's a it's, it's a fun rewatch too. But uh, again, it's like your top five Tom Cruise movies could be five Mission Impossible movies, and you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's, true. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. He's a good character. He does his own stunts, guys. He does. He, that's he runs like that... an angel. Yeah. The 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 plane. This is the this is the plane scene too. That was a crazy stunt. Yeah. Yeah. Watching, seeing like the uh, the side footage of that, of like people filming him doing his own stunt in that scene. I'm like, that's man. I'm I, I would be willing. Like if I was a really rich actor and they asked me to do some stunts, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely, whatever you want. 
That might be my line, though. That might be the. You know what? Let's get. How much are making professional. for this? How much let's does it cost to get a stunt double? <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's it's him though, and he keeps pushing the envelope, man. He wants to do. He's it. He's gonna die like, on film one day. I he is. I he think that's is. what he I wants. I don't know if that's maybe. I don't know. Or he just wants that rush. I don't, to each his own, I guess. But uh, yeah, he keeps uh, entertaining it's and. It's uh, the only vice he's allowed wonder, in Scientology. I wonder how long they're gonna keep it going with with Mission Impossible. I mean, they, these movies are fun and they make money. Yeah. I imagine it's a Fast and the Furious situation where, as long as he's still on board, they're gonna keep making them. Yeah, I would think Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Is there another one in the works right yeah. now? Yeah, seven. seven. Yeah, I got okay. pushed. Got also. pushed yeah. It's filmed. Oh, it is filmed. Yes. Oh, I don't know. They, I close. didn't know they completed it already. It's filmed. Hmm. I think they're they're in post. No teaser yet. Okay. Makes sense. They just pushed it back. That'd be kind it. of a kind of an fu. Yeah, for right. real, right? Here's this movie you don't get to see in a year, until a year and a half from now. Yeah, I know. It's it's unfortunate what's going on in the movie scene these days, but can't be helped, yeah. really. Unfortunately, so the yours was Mission Impossible Fallout. Fallout. All right, so I'm going to bring up our first table of the evening, which is Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, that is table. a table. Okay, fair. That was a late addition, too, for me. I went back and forth with a lot of these movies, but we will table that to a later part in the show. Corey, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is uh, the reason I asked about whether or not we were tabling things like this. Mine's the original Mission Impossible. MI1, baby. Okay. okay. Um. The Mission Impossible movies are so close outside of Mission Impossible 2. We all know that one's bad. They're all good and they're all enjoyable and they're all so close together as far as like how much I like them that I go back to my default, let me put the one on that introduces the character. That jump starts the whole thing that we don't have this movie, we don't have any of the other ones. That's why I do Mission Impossible. On top of the fact that, again, if you look at Moments in cinema that are constantly parodied by other things. Mission Impossible 1. Oh, the computer and that, room. Yeah. And the computer room scene. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. Parodied everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And, you know, that's a sign That's a sign of a movie that's got sticking, uh, staying power, right? If something is constantly copied yeah, and emulated and kind of poked lexicon. fun at. Yeah, it's, it's... For sure. That um, theme music? Yeah. First time you get introduced well, to that theme music. It's... That's the theme music from the television show. This is basically well, yeah, but it show. it introduced yeah. it to a whole new audience, and now we all know Mission okay. Impossible. Yeah, I, I was cer- saying the, I certainly the didn't theme watch the television music show. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is from the television show. Gotcha. Also, so, okay. <laughs> Noted. You are correct. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, Mission Impossible one. Uh, we get introduced to the character. It's a good, fun spy thriller action movie. Like we just said, Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts, so all of those things that are that you see in that movie, he's doing them. I mean, God, if you want to just shut your brain down, watch a good, fun action spy flick, a Mission Impossible movie is always a good call. Whether it's one, whether it's Fallout, it, it doesn't matter. Those are always good calls. Yeah, it's got typical action movie or action series syndrome where every movie gets progressively more ridiculous like the first mission impossible is actually very grounded it's a reasonable movie oh, that sure. could almost happen minus the face maker yeah i mean the face maker is like their staple yeah. throughout the series right you, just, you gotta remember that's a thing and 
conveniently we forget. That's just that's just. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that says more about the movie making. or us, but. I mean, they they do a good job of like making I, us forget. I should. Say. I'm I'm that's never true. ready for it. Yeah, no. I'm never ready for it. No matter what. Every time a new one comes out, I'm like, they fool oh, me shit, most times. I forgot yeah. about that. Mil Estevez is in the first one too. Yes, Jack. Yes, he is. Red light, green light. Just don't chew it. (laughs) Yep, he doesn't last very long, but he's in it. That's an interesting thing, too. You get introduced to the team at the beginning, and, uh, yeah, they're they're not long for the movie. No, they are not. Except for a couple of them. So, a lot happens early on. So, yeah, it's a good one. Good series. Ooh, ooh, we get to play our favorite game. (laughs) It's Ving Rams. I was doing this in the right home. Yes. (laughs) Yep. It is Ving Rhames. He's in all. He is? Yes. Every single one. Luther. Is anybody else outside of Tom Cruise in every single one? No. Just those two, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Everybody takes at least one movie off other than the two of them. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 All right. I guess that closes the Mission Impossible portion of our show. Yeah, Joe, what do you got for number three, uh, my number three is A Few Good Men. Oh, table. That's a table. That's what that's I figured. A, that's a big old uh, table. Show. Gee, I wonder where it is on your guys' <laughs> Jesus. Jeez, I wonder what you guys have left. Interesting. Okay. You should know my other two movies, but... You actually have to know my other two movies. The... Do I? Mm-hmm. You have, we have one table, two tables. Okay. Okay. But enough gaming the system. I wonder where they are on your list. That's a better question, yeah. We shall see. I'm a little surprised, though. Why number three movie, Tom Cruise, is Collateral? Table. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. All right. All right. Round of two, baby. Yeah, Corey, what do you got? My number two is Edge of Tomorrow. Retable. Okay. Okay. All right, Joe. Number two. My number two is Collateral. Okay. Collateral is awesome. It's a uh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's maybe my favorite Tom Cruise role outside of Lex Grossman. It just like it fits. It's a different role for him. It fits the most with how I see Tom Cruise. Like. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise is like a leading man, has like a little bit of shadiness to him, so the character of Vincent fits him so well, and plus the gray hair is awesome, or the silver hair, whatever you want to call it. The gray hair with the gray suit, mm-hmm. he's got that, he's got that like, um... Gray beard almost. Gray, <laughs> like a half gray beard yeah. going on. He's just a cool looking he, guy. He really is. That. And, it's, and it's like, alright, this guy's gonna be awesome, but if you know what the movie's about, you're like, oh, this guy's gonna be pretty pretty shady and uh yeah i i like collateral a lot it's so I good really really do it's him in an evil role we never got that before so it fit man he did a great job with he this. kills it yeah absolutely like i'm surprised only J- jamie fox got nominated for best supporting actor for this movie yes yes he did which is crazy that means tom cruise is the lead i guess i don't know man it's just, i guess studios like nominate who they want or push whoever they want so yeah. it's all a bunch of politics what a premise for a movie a hitman like commandeers a taxi with the driver to drive him around to all of his hits, and uh, yeah. So when like the police 
the police see a, a, a taxi in the area, they're going to go after the driver. That's just going to make the assumption that's the driver that's behind it all along. And, Absolutely. Uh, we got Jamie Foxx as like a neat freak with his cab and everything, too. It's really good. And he almost doesn't pick up Tom Cruise, which you like makes you come back and think, oh, wow. He, he almost avoided this. Vastly different, yeah. yes. <laughs> so fun. So close. So fun fact. I, I actually looked this up. Uh, I like researched it a tiny bit. Origi- Do you know who originally was considered for the two roles in this movie? Oh God! I uh, hmm, I do not. All right. Well, Vincent, which is the Tom Cruise role, was Russell Crowe yeah. initially. I could see it. Yeah, I could, I could sort see of that. see it. And uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Max. Max was Adam Sandler. <laughs> really? I don't like vastly, that. Vastly different. <laughs> yes, movie. very different movie. <laughs> wow. Michael Mann directed this. That's like uh, he did Heat as well. So. Oh, yeah. uh, I appreciate the runtime of this versus Heat. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Yeah, and it's another L.A. movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fitting the Michael Mann, uh, 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 I guess, category. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Tom Cruise as an evil hitman, that club scene where he's just, like, chasing Jimmy Fox and, like, breaking people's necks and stuff, but nobody realizes it because the yeah. house music's on way too loud. Love it. So good. It's, like, pre-John Wick. It's amazing. Yeah, that is, that's a very good point. That's the like the precursor yeah. to John I bet you the guy who did John Wick, whose name escapes me right now, watched it and was like, I could do this piano. but slightly better because we have the technology. That's it. So good. So good. Nah, yeah, I, I like it. If you've never seen Collateral, check yeah. it out. I got, um, it's on HBO first... now. I don't know if it will be when this airs. Yeah, it might not. Um, the first time I saw I saw this in theaters, I came out when I was a junior or sophomore in high school, and I actually got I went with friends, and I was the only one that got ID'd. I was pissed so I wasn't seventeen at the time. So and then I showed them my I, adult library card, and they let no, me. Yeah, I wish, I wish. No, I actually went up to a guy and said, "Hey, I'm six, I'm fifteen, but uh, I want to see this movie with my friends. They're already inside. Can you like buy my ticket?" And he did, so it was fine. Nice. Yeah, you know, you got to think. That's the real hero. That's it. I mean, it's it's not that bad for a 15-year-old. That's like ridiculous. No, it's just, it's, I mean, it's just violent, no, which is the thing bad. that we have a yeah. problem. Well, actually, we don't have as much. Not anymore. Outside the scope of this podcast, but just, yeah. Yeah. It's it's violent, but there's nothing else really wrong with this movie. I guess some language, it, it's, it's I, I don't know. I guess themes, because like, like there's a hitman. Take, eh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a great movie, it's appropriate though. for... Ninth grade and above, why not? Why I did not? not get a chance to watch this, and I didn't think I had ever seen it, which is why it didn't make my list. But listening to you guys describe it and like looking at it, like looking it up while you guys are talking, I am actually pretty sure I've seen it. But it's been so long since I have that I just obviously couldn't make my list, and I did just didn't have time to watch it. It was on the list of things I wanted to watch this week, though. When you have time, because you, it was on you HBO, it was free. It, yeah. it was like. Yeah, I, I I might I might revisit it this weekend because it sounds really good, and yeah, I'm pretty sure good. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Like, I remember all of those things. I remember Tom Cruise with gray hair. I remember Jamie Foxx as a taxi driver. Those are the two things I I know I remember. So it's like it it tells me I've seen this before. Mark Ruffalo's in it. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot that he was in it. I like rewatched this the first half hour of this movie because that's all I had time to do. I was like, oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo's in this. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah. time to watch something else. That's 
All right. That was my number three. And my number two. And your number two. I wrote down everyone's twos and ones, so... Oh, yeah. We're on your two now. We're on to my two, which is not on either of your lists. Correct. And I'm a little surprised. It's uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Good movie. Just didn't. I, does, I didn't no, love I don't it. Go to, I don't go back to it. I, I, I rare. I never. I've. Okay. Never really gone back to it. I see this movie a couple times a year. It's 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 obviously one of my favorite Tom Cruise roles. I like the, the sports rom com. Not really a thing, but he kind of made it a thing. It's about a sports agent, that's going through like a midlife crisis and uh, starts his own agency. And I don't know. It's very iconic in the in the cultural lexicon with with movie quotes oh, and yeah. moments and definitely rod tidwell baby cuba good jr won best supporting actor for this tom cruise nominated for best actor did not win i'm not quite sure who we lost to but that's i remember thinking like 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 looking back at his career i'm like wow he's probably that was probably his best shot and it's probably never gonna happen but it's weird he seems to like be tangentially related to a lot like that's not even the right word. He is connected to a lot of acting Oscar wins, but doesn't does he have any for himself? He doesn't, no. right? No, I he's think he's only been twice. nominated twice for Born on the Fourth of July and, and Jerry Maguire. This, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. But like he was in Rain Man. Right. Dustin Hoffman wins. He was in this. Cuban Gooding Jr. wins. There's one other one that we that we mentioned, didn't we? He's in a color of the color of money, and I think Paul Newman won. I think. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet, though. No, but um, that's true. I don't, yeah. No, yeah, he's he's close. All he lost the to time. Uh, Jeffrey Rush and Shine. I've never even heard of that movie. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Shine doesn't hold up. That was one of the that, again. Well, we've talked about this a ton of times. Hold the Academy Awards five years, five years later, yes. just like the Hall of Fame voting in sports. <laughs> you need you need staying power. He's the Shine is about a um. It's a true story about a. Uh, a, a, a classic, I think it's a classic pianist that um, has some difficulty, mental difficulties. Hmm. It's uh, it's 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 okay. It's, it's very okay. But again, I get like Dustin Hoffman wins Best Actor because he played somebody with mental difficulties, and you got, you know, that's like a thing with the Academy, especially especially back then. But anyway, um, yeah, Jerry Maguire. Um, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> It, it had the NFL license, so he actually had like the real like NFL teams. He mm-hmm. was at an agency. He has like a, a breakdown of having fewer clients. He gets fired from his big agency, so he starts his own. He's only able to keep one uh, client, and it's Cuba Gooden Jr., who is a undersized wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, yeah, it's a love story with him and Renee Zellweger, a very young Renee Zellweger, and uh, they have that kid Ray who. Oh, what the Jonathan Lipnicki. Wow. Was like, yeah, Good he was you. like, like the the it kid for a long, long time after this. Everyone liked the cute little. I mean, I like him. Glasses. He might from, be my uh, favorite part of the movie. From from Jerry Maguire, human head weighs eight pounds. Joe, you saw it for the first time for this, right? I did. I thought you'd like it. I really did. I I wanted to. It's okay. I want I. I wanted more sports agent stuff, like to kind of sideline that pretty quickly, and then it's just yeah. a rom com between two crazy people. Yeah, like it's just uh, they're very neurotic. It's very unbelievable. Like it's like they're they're insane. They're actually insane people in this relationship. I don't. Do you know what's unbelievable? It. Do 
You know what's unbelievable? What is? That that catch by Rod Tidwell in the end zone. That is unbelievable. How does he hang, how does he hang on to that football? Rendered unconscious. I guess his hands just also ball. shut down with his body and death gripped it. I guess so. The ball just know. rested yeah. right there. It's ridiculous. That's it. And he gets the contract. Also, it's supposed to be a big deal. And you're like, wow, that's not that much money today. Well, it's got to <laughs> be on... Well, considering, like... He's making one point something million dollars, and they offer him eleven million a year after that catch or whatever. No, That's absurd. it's it's, a, it's not eleven million a year. I thought it was eleven million, million a year. It's a three-year, eleven million dollar contract. Oh, I thought I was under the impression that it was eleven million per year, and I was like, "What it, a jump! That's like a thousand percent him, jump." <laughs> it would have it would have made him the the uh, highest paid receiver in the NFL at that time. Okay. NFL contracts of like. Balloon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was this movie made? Ninety five, something like that. Yes, ninety five. Couple things is interesting. If uh, when when Rod is saying his stats from the previous year and talking about how underpaid he is, it's fun to go back and look at like Pro Football Reference and see where he would have ranked. He like would have annihilated every single wide receiver in every single category. He was a steal like, at that wow. price. He really is undersized, and the GM didn't even want him. He didn't want a shrimp wide receiver. He wanted a prototypical six foot two wide receiver. Doesn't get him. Crazy. Then he got Cushman going to Denver or San Diego. San Diego. Oh, he'll Jerry uh, O'Connell, the quarterback. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cush. I'm like Denver. Why do you want to go to Denver? They got yeah. Elway. What are you talking about? <laughs> San Diego's not, a place to this go. Universe. San, San Diego made the Super Bowl that year too against the San Francisco 49ers, and they got destroyed. Stan Humphreys was their quarterback. Could use Cush. Could have used Cush. The betrayer. Yeah. So I don't. I I really like you got that that weird agent or the actor playing like an Jay agent Moore? that's like giving it no 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 the the old guy that's like interjects oh, every once a, in a while. Oh, his mentor, whose name yeah, I gives like me. life advice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Dicky Fox. That's Dicky Fox. That's it. Also, they talk about this on another podcast, and I, and I can't go over it. Monday night football back then was nine o'clock Eastern time. Arizona is three hours behind us. It starts at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. That game's over, and he hugs Rod Tidwell after the game, post game interview. Takes about three hours to play, shower, post game, best case half hour. Mm-hmm. So we're talking nine thirty. Then he has to leave Arizona and drive to the closest airport, book a plane to fly back to California. Arizona to California flight, what are we talking about? An hour, hour and a half? Sure. But the travel time to the airport and their flight being available at that time, I'm going to say best case, he's boarding a plane around 11.30 midnight. Landing in California after an hour flight, we're looking at like 1 in the morning. Then he's driving from the airport to get to Dorothy Boyd's sister house to sister's house to, I don't know, reconcile with her. So we're talking like 2.30, maybe 3 o'clock in the morning. That meeting runs late. That divorced women's group. <laughs> They're burning the midnight <laughs> running, oil, baby. Running that long? Are you kidding me? It's wild. <laughs> That's insane. They don't we're have much like else six, to do. I mean. 6 a.m. East Coast time. It's 3 in the morning in California. What is going on? That's insane. I like when you watch movies enough time, you can like think about those things. Like, yeah, that's no... not something that would have crossed my mind. Same. There's no way Ferris Bueller could do all that crap in one day. There's no way. <laughs> Next time you watch it, think about it. Anyway, Jerry Maguire, my number two Tom Cruise film. All right, boys, round of one. What do we got? Corey. 
Number one is A Few Good Men. That's my number one. Oh, my God. Oh my God. We can talk about it. We can. Uh, I think that this movie is his absolute best acting performance, in my opinion. I think that you can make an argument for a lot of his other movies that he has really good that are like probably pretty close. This, to me, is just top to bottom. Love every second of his acting performance. Outside when he tries to be act drunk because he can't. Clearly, he's never been drunk before because that's ridiculous. But otherwise, it's not as bad as in Vanilla Sky. Correct. It's not. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, otherwise, though, this movie is impeccable. It, it's a great courtroom drama. It's a military courtroom drama, which you don't really see all that often. You get probably one of the most iconic moments in court drama history in that final uh, questioning on the bench. You get the I want the truth again, something in the cultural lexicon. I think that's something that's underappreciated about Tom Cruise movies in general. How many of his moments and his movies have become part of the cultural yeah. lexicon. Things that are constantly parodied. He's like, he's like a meme parodied. creator, this guy. He is, man. He's just churning out things that people quote all the time. Like, you want the truth, right? I mean, granted, the other half of that line is probably a little more famous, oh, but it's still... 100% You don't have one without the other. <laughs> For sure. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. This movie is amazing. Uh, it's one of my top four favorite movies of all time, and I use top four because I saw a letterbox that she put in her profile. <laughs> um, I saw the movie for the first time a couple of years ago. I think this was our first year doing ZTH. I saw I saw this movie. It was this on yeah, TNT. And then you told us about and it, was, and I saw it. Yes, I I love it. It's it's so good. It is is phenomenal. Again, I love courtroom dramas, and I've it's one I've always heard of, and this is an actual courtroom drama, which is like you know a lot of fun. Um, it's young Tom Cruise going against like a just out of his prime Jack Nicholson, and it's like that last scene where he's Tom Cruise is apprehensive going after Jack Nicholson, knowing like okay I could get disbarred and lose my license for this, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I feel I'm right and I think I can make him take the bait. I can goad him into it. It's really good. I think Jack Nicholson acting wise. Blows Tom Cruise out of the water a little bit, but it's almost like in wrestling where you have like the champion put the young guy over. Jack's putting mm-hmm. Tom over, so to speak. In that he's he's giving him all these well, guys. Jack Nicholson's at an eleven, and Tom Cruise is at like a, a reasonable number. Yes, yes, ab- absolutely. Um, Jack Nicholson also, but nominated for best supporting actor for this, did not win. Only in the movie for three scenes. That's it. You got the. When he reads the letter at the beginning of the movie, then you got the lunch at Guantanamo Bay, and then you got the courtroom scene at the end. That is it. I think it's about yeah. 12 minutes of screen time. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's right up there with uh, Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter, yeah. Very, very good uh, in, in that sense of it. Tom Cruise is uh, Daniel Caffey. He's a young, hotshot Navy lawyer that knows nothing about the Navy, which is kind of funny in a way. He's... <laughs> He's only doing this because his dad was a famous judge, and I guess he wanted him to join the JAG Corps and, and be in the Navy and, and, and become a lawyer. And, uh, yeah, I like his, um, I don't know, he's 
balanced out pretty well by his supporting cast in terms of uh, he's like a young hotshot, but he's kind of has to play by the rules, but he doesn't have to play by the rules because his his brain's just working at a higher level than anybody else's. He's putting things together. He's so smart, and he has different tricks that he pulls. Again, it's an Aaron Sorkin movie based on a play that Aaron Sorkin wrote too. So the dialogue and the writing in this is on outstanding. Point. Yep. It's, it's yeah, very good, for good sure. dialogue. The only person I really don't like in this is Demi Moore. Um, I think you could have gotten somebody better in there. And uh, yeah, she's a. Uh, I don't know. I've seen this movie enough times too, where I can like you you pick out certain things. And uh, Demi Moore's character is like kind of terrible. She's not a good lawyer whatsoever. She hearts in the right place and she means well, but she sandbags Tom Cruise quite a bit going on, like. I I object. No, I strongly object. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of make fun of her uh, for that aspect also. Also, I think it's a miscast. Um, I think Robin Wright would have knocked this out of the park. I don't know if they oh, offered it to her. Oh, gosh, Robin Wright would have okay. been great in this. She, she would have been uh, very, very good in that role, so to speak. But, yeah. Was she like? Was she like considered? Is that like a thing? No, it wasn't. I just thought I was just thinking of like people at the time, how young they were, if they could have done it. Like Sandra Bullock, probably a little too young. Julia Roberts was big at the time, but I don't know if she could have pulled it off. Probably would have been like the same level as Demi Moore. But like I don't know, Robin White, Robin Wright, I feel should have had like more of a career, and I think this movie would have fell like right into her wheelhouse there. So yeah, I don't know. I think she would have been good. They talked about remaking this, like one of those TV remakes with uh, Alec Baldwin as Colonel Jessup, but I don't know if anyone else was cast. Please don't um, do heard... that. Yeah, probably not, right? I don't know. I mean, I can see Alec Baldwin put, putting that pulling that scene off. It would just be almost like a polar opposite, where he wouldn't get loud and angry. He would almost like I get low and, but I but I feel like he might yell and then get like real low and like slow with his with his pattern of speech if that makes sense i think you're gonna take his character from the departed and put him in a military uniform i really do <laughs> like just just like the captain from the departed and that's it's it fair like when he yelled like the world needs plenty of bartenders like i think that's that's what we're gonna get and uh, <laughs> i heard this on another podcast too where they said their genders probably would be reversed in terms of like Daniel Caffey. You'd probably get Danielle Caffey and Joe Galloway would be Joseph Galloway. And you probably get a little role reversal there. So, Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of what they do these days. But yeah, I love A Few Good Men. It's, uh, well, I mean, I love the movie A Few Good Men. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> See what you did there. There we go. So um, that being said, Joe, up to your number one. We all know what it is. So why don't you. We do. Uh, Remind us. Well, I will say, A Few Good Men is a great movie. I didn't, I didn't say much about it. It's just, my top three are all solid movies. It's just in terms of rewatchability, I'm going to rewatch Collateral and this one before I watch A Few Good Men. And it's Edge of Tomorrow. Understood. All right. Uh, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is, it's got to be a top 15 favorite movie for me. Wow. It's, 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 it's a classic it's not really a classic sci-fi concept, but the Reliving Days concept is a is a really fun story element. And then they put this cool sci-fi spin on it with aliens, and Tom Cruise gets blood of an alien that regenerates days in him. And then he has to keep reliving and get himself out of the scenario. And then you got Emily Blunt killing it in this movie. She does absolutely crush this movie. 
She crushes this role. And a bunch of cool side characters that don't do a lot, but are still a lot of fun. Like, this movie is infinitely rewatchable for me. No, I guess no sort of half pun intended. Yeah, it's it's that Groundhog Day story done done in a different way. As right, it's that trope of reliving the same day over and over again. This was a very late addition for me. I struggled putting it on because I do love this movie as well. But in my mind, I think it's my favorite Emily Blunt movie. I really do, and I think she's my favorite character in it. So I was just going back and forth. Is this a Tom Cruise movie? This Emily Blunt movie? It's a thousand percent a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. He's the one reliving the day over and over again, and just the scene of him. Going through, waking up in that military camp and dealing with uh, Bill Paxton, right? Yes. Paxton, yes. Yes. Okay, got that right. Like over and over again, and, and that squad, like that's that that's funny in itself, and uh, yeah, the 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 cool concept, cool design with the aliens too. The mimics they're called, right? The mimics and they have the alphas and omegas, mm-hmm. right? And he yes. has an alpha blood on him, so he's kind of like changing the war, so to speak, by. Uh, Reliving Absolutely, every single day, yeah. like the aliens kind of like realize what he's doing, and they're they're trying to trick him as well. And it's shot in such a way where you don't know if Tom Cruise is experiencing this for the first time or not. And I like that aspect of it a lot too. It has a lot of suspense and drama to scenes. Yep. Like the uh, this is as far as you go scene is still yes. reasonably powerful considering how not serious this movie has been. Mm-hmm. Yes, man, it gets you. It it does get you, and the timeline is confusing. But there's like a nice breakdown online you can find pretty easily, and you can like you can understand it, right? It's confusing enough. Like it's it's the complexity level is like perfect for this. I feel like it's not too, there's not not really room for argument. Like no, this is what it is, and I I like it. And uh, yeah, it was a great ZTH episode, and we came up with a sequel for it. That was pretty funny. Remember that? Yeah, I do. That was one of the <laughs> one of I one of my episode. favorite episodes, unfortunately, because Corey wasn't there. But just, yeah, it would have been nice to have all three. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a good exactly. time. <laughs> and so was this movie, Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I own it on digital, so. Live, die, repeat. No, it's Edge of Tomorrow. Shut, One of the worst marketed movies of all time, too. This movie should have been huge. Should have been it a lot have been, bigger than yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. For sure. Corey, got anything to add? No, you know what? I I talked a lot during uh, a few good men, and you guys covered everything I would have said in Edge of Tomorrow. You like it a little more than I do, so I'm I'm allowed. I'm I'm good. I'm happy that it was, it's high on our list. Yeah. It's a good movie. And hopefully it ends up on the actual list. Fingers crossed. Oh, Jesus. Fingers wow. crossed. It's a, it's a one. One, two, four. One, two, four. It's a one, two, four, and A Few Good Men is a one, one, one three. One, 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 one three. two. One, one, one three. Just number three. So, yep. Interesting. Okay. That's going to conclude the list reveal portion of our show. Now it's time for the madness. So we're going to spin a digital wheel. Um, we're going to determine which five movies are going to fight for the right to be one through party? five. Uh. Yeah, fight for the right <laughs> to party. One through five in the in the madness round here. Um, yeah, prior to the show, we each uh, protected a movie. So if that movie is spun and someone chooses to veto it, we each get one veto and it's protected. That veto is thrown out, and that movie will remain. 
So we have to use our vetoes wisely we, and uh, our protects are set in stone, right? So kind of the honor system because we're not in person, but uh, yeah. We write I them write down. Mine. I write mine down on a post-it note, stick it in this little microphone f uh, holder here. That, uh, you I guys stick it on see. my forehead backwards. <laughs> I have it typed on my phone. There we go. I sent, so. I sent, but I sent it as a message, not just as like a note. So it's it's permanent. Okay. Yeah. Nah, we, we're we, trusting you. Yeah, we, be, we believe you. We believe. Hopefully it's not an issue anyway. No, it shouldn't be. I don't know. It's pretty cut and dry. I don't know if there's... Oh, there's one. I don't, Corey, you're a wild card. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you are yes. a wild card. Yes, I all am. All right. I'm going to pull the wheel up and give it a spin here. We got the first spin is in. It is Matt number four, which is Edge of Tomorrow. I'm assuming that's sticking, right? Good. Yes, good. absolutely. Okay. Cool. Whew. All right. Dodge that bullet. Next spin. Corey number one. A few good men. A few good men. Okay. I wonder if that'll make it. I think, I think we're safe there. Do I want to veto my number three? Absolutely not. <laughs> Next spin. Corey number five, which is Tropic Thunder. I think we're in a Peter Pan scenario. Oh, we are. We are. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to veto it. You're going to veto it? Yeah. Corey, is, is that your protects? It's no, not. it's not. Okay. I'm now worried about what Corey's protect is. I know. That was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it comes up at all. all I was right, kind of so hoping we... it was going to be Traffic Thunder. Two spin, uh, two movies are on the list. We got one veto out of the way. Mm -hmm. Next spin, we got, oh shit, Corey number four, <laughs> which is Eyes Wide Shut. I'm going to veto. I did not protect it. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Justice. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peter Pan avoided. I Numbered 23. I, pr I protected avoided. a... a <laughs> don't, don't tell us. I protected... Us. Don't, don't. No, no, I'm just. I'm not gonna tell you which one I protected. I'm just saying oh, wait, I protected a, a legitimate, a le like, okay, something I legitimately wanted to make sure made the list. Good, good, good. I think I know All which right. one you protected, but yeah, I'm now. fine with every other movie on this. Same. List. Corey is the only one with the veto left. Next spin is in. Joe number five, Rain Man. Corey, you good? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. My my one and two are on. I'm, there's not much I would, <laughs> not many bad movies that that were on, made any of these lists today. Okay, okay. So we got one, True. two, three, two more to go. Corey number two already on the list. That was interesting. Joe number two. Collateral. Collateral. All right, sweet. Corey, you good? I'm just gonna ask every time. You really want the veto? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, that's that's the last movie. No, there's, no, there's one, one more. more. There's one more to go. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. Oh, all right. Next spin. It's probably gonna be a Mission Impossible movie or a Top Gun, right? Those are the only three we have left, I think. And then Jerry Maguire. Oh, and Jerry and Maguire. You got, and then you got uh, yeah, one of the Mission Impossible. Okay, it's Matt number three, which was Collateral. We will spin again. We got Matt number one, a few good men. We'll spin again. We got Joe number one, which spin is again. tomorrow. We'll spin again. 
Great audience. This happens a lot at the end, everybody. Joe number three, a few good men. Spin, spin again. again. <laughs> Matt number three, collateral. Spin again. Oh, my God. Just, just for variety's sake. Corey number two, Edge of Tomorrow. Spin again. <laughs> this is the most number of respins we've ever had. Corey number three, Mission Impossible, the first one. You did it. Okay, we did it. One, two, three, four. That is five. Yeah, yeah. Very that. good. Read off okay. them five. Uh, before we order them, we got Mission Impossible, Rain Man, A Few Good Men, Collateral, and Edge of Tomorrow. Before we order the five, do, do we want to do bubbles? Oh, yeah, we didn't do bubbles. Yeah. yeah. We should do bubbles. Okay, what do you got, guys? You guys go first. My bubbles, my bubbles are uh, Minority Report and Top Gun. Minority, Minority Report is very good. It is very good. I don't think it was good enough to crack the top five, obviously. Um... But of his like more futuristic sci-fi movies outside of Edge of Tomorrow, I think it's his next best one. I know some people like are obsessed with Vanilla Sky. Yeah, I thought that was gonna make your list. I really yeah, me did. too. It's a good movie. It really is, but it's I don't know. I, I it it would it would I like I like Minority Report better, and that's the thing. If I knew Minority when I realized Minority Report was more like more than likely a bubble, Vanilla Sky almost immediately got next. And if it had gotten anywhere, it would have been in place of Eyes Wide Shut. Like, it, it yeah, wasn't going to be any higher or lower. Probably would have been better than Eyes Wide Shut, so to speak. Yeah, I've, I've only seen Vanilla Sky, and I'm not a big fan, so who knows what, no. I, what I would think. I thought my DVD was skipping when I first yes, that's, Vanilla Sky. That's <laughs> yes. so trippy, and I hated it. Yeah. It is It is wild. It's like, i got to bring Fair this enough. back to the library. This is oh. bullshit. That's part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Guy. Cameron Crowe yeah. is that? Cameron Crowe. Same guy that did uh, Jerry Maguire. He did a better job at Jerry Maguire. Like a much better job at Jerry Maguire. Sure. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what do you got for Bubbles, Joe? Uh, I had Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. It was really okay. close between Rogue Nation and uh, Ghost Protocol. Fair. For my bubble. And mm. then Tropic Thunder. Nice. I had Tropic Thunder. I already covered all the Mission Impossibles I wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. My original number five was Days of Thunder. I love that NASCAR movie. movie. Yes, yeah. it, but it is Top Gun on the road. The same director and everything. Oh, okay. It is. It's it's the Top Gun of. NASCAR. I haven't seen that it's one. I just know that uh, him and what is it, Michael Rooker in that movie? Michael Rooker, Robert Duvall. It's. Uh, I I I really 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 like that movie, but Top Gun is a better movie and it's more iconic and it it's they're they're the same. It's the same plot. Both movies. Okay. It's the Top Gun of the Roads. Cole Trickle. That's Tom Cruise's character's name in that. I put all the right moves. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> on my bubble. Okay. As is your right. Bubble. As is my right. I watched that movie a lot too. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a good movie. Shut up. <laughs> is it? Yes. Okay. We would watch a remake where Stefan Georgievich returns to Ampipe to coach the football team. That'd be phenomenal. That would definitely be better than the first one. Oh, I would like on. it. Come on. Come on. It's fine. Leah Thompson is gorgeous back then. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Gorgeous. But when that's the highlight of the movie. That's a great highlight, Joe. It's, it's, but it's not a great situation for the movie to be in. Anyway. It's a good, it's a good high school football <laughs> scene. The game in the rain. It's good action there. All right. Yeah. All okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, what else you got? Uh, the color of money. 
The Hustler is one of my favorite movies of all time. They made a sequel to it 30 years later, and it was really, 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 really good. It holds up. So definitely check that out, especially like pool. It's, it's good. You go okay. for straight pool to nine ball. Uh, and lastly, uh, besides Tropic Thunder, which we already talked about, The Firm. The Firm was my original number four. I took it out for Edge of Tomorrow. It is a... Uh, it is a law-practicing movie that stays out of the courtroom. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I'm going to leave it at that. It's it's a thriller. and uh, It's like a sports movie that stays off the sports field. I don't like that either. Like, like I just... Jerry Maguire? <laughs> well, Jerry Maguire goes on the field a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. football in that movie. It, mm-hmm. It's weird. But no, it's the firm. It's um, the funniest aspect of it is like, like not the main bad guy, but I guess like the henchman, so to speak, just for lack of a better term, is like Wolford Brimley, and like the climax of the movie is like Wolford movie, Wolf, Wolford Brimley on pursuit by foot chasing down Tom, <laughs> chasing down Tom Cruise, trying to chase who down runs like Tom a gazelle. Cruise. Yes, yeah. <laughs> As Wilford Wilford Brimley is really creepy and scary in this movie, but like, yeah, he's uh he's chasing him down. So it's <laughs> that's that's I awesome. It's, I I kind of want to watch it now. Anyway, kind of want to watch that scene, uh, but yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a long scene. Those are our bubbles. Just to recap, the five movies we got to order now are A Few Good Men, Edge of Tomorrow, Collateral, Rain Man, and Mission Impossible. I think we have a clear cut number one just based on how the numbers line up, right? A few a good one, men. One, 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 three, one three versus yeah. a. I, I can one, see it to that. Four. Okay. So that would make Edge of Tomorrow the obvious number two. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Right. And then I would say collateral should be three. That is a three for me and a two for you. Didn't make Corey's list, but the remaining movies are Rain Man, which is your five, and Mission Impossible to Discourse three. So Collateral, I guess, should be number three. Any objections, boys? We're good? Nope. Okay. And then I would say Mission Impossible at four and Rain Man Slam Dunk number five. That would be the logical choice. That does seem like the logical choice. Is there a butt coming, Corey? (laughs) Kinda. It's like... I like Mission Impossible, and Rain Man didn't make my list, sure, but are we really going to sit here and try to suggest that that fantastic piece of cinema, Rain Man, deserves to be lower than Mission I Impossible? I enjoy watching Mission Impossible way more than I enjoy watching Rain Man. Rain Man okay. is a... Again, I think it's a Dustin Hoffman movie more so than a Tom Cruise movie. That's my opinion, and Tom Cruise is Mission Impossible. I mean, that's like... Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a that's, big, a, that's actually a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So in, okay. And the purpose yep, of I'm cool with this that. list... Good point. Good point. We're good. We're doing it this way. I All agree. Right. So to recap, our top five Tom Cruise movies are coming at number five, Rain Man. Number four, Mission Impossible. Number three, Collateral. Number two, Edge of Tomorrow. Slash let that repeat. And no. the number <laughs> I don't know why they <laughs> weird choice. Anyway, the number one Tom Cruise movie is A Few Good Men. Very happy with this list. Very happy with this episode. Yeah, me too. A lot of fun. Yeah, this was a, a lot of fun. It's also a very clean list. Yes, it's, it's nice. It's nice when they kind of come together like that. Yeah, for sure. Let me just box Those of you who love arguing, right though, sorry. Yeah, I know. Well, next week. Listen, there are some. There are sometimes that you're going to argue, and sometimes not so much. Sometimes we're all just so on the same page that to argue would just be silly. For sure, and I. I 
prior to uh, making this list, I went and counted every single Tom Cruise movie I've seen. I've seen all but two. Which two have you not seen? Legend. Okay. Which is like kind of like a darker willow from what I was reading. Okay. Okay. And uh, this movie called Taps, where it's, he's like at a military school. He's not like the main guy in it, though. Okay. I think, that, I just, I think it was like his second or third movie. Yeah. I've just never yeah. bothered to see I've seen so, every single. So you saw movie. The Mummy? Yeah. I've seen The Mummy. <laughs> I hear that's just awful. It killed it's their. It's not good. It killed their um, Universal Monster. Well, actually, technically, oh, yeah, yeah. no. Invisible Man did come out after this, but. So yeah. Well, they had doc. They spoilers for the Mummy in case you wanted to watch that piece of shit movie. It's terrible. They've got Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde in it. Yeah. What? Yeah. They're. Um, yeah. They're, Russell Crowe plays Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. So they're Ew, whole thing, I hate that. Right, the classic Universal monsters were Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, the Mummy, Visible Man, Jekyll and Hyde. Like they're going mm-hmm. to just reboot that because they were so popular back in the day, and the Mummy freaking sank it man <laughs> I don't think they have any plans of continuing it Invisible Man was uh, good in my opinion um, it made yeah, it more of like a science like thing yeah. so uh, yeah but yeah we're never going to see it a, this this continue yeah, the mummy's really bad but that's, that's I guess I got season like. tickets I got season tickets to Tom Cruise what can I say that makes sense <laughs> All right, so it was one of the movies that I had to watch with kids I didn't have to watch, but it was an option to watch with kids when I was substitute teaching. Okay. The, it, was one, it was one of the ones in that pile of movies that I could throw on when I, when I had to go. Did you that pick it or did the kids pick it? Uh, I think the kids did. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would have been like, yeah, let me watch this. But I, I, I don't remember to be not, totally honest with you. Not a good movie. All right, let's plug the social media and get the hell out of here. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter at Five Movie Madness, that's the, that's the number Five Movie Madness on Twitter. That's the show page. I will retweet the uh, post the episode and tweet at Five Movie Madness uh, every week. My personal Twitter handle is at mrjanny m r underscore j a n n y. Matt Jansen. Talk to me about sports, movies, the show, anything you want. You could also send me us an email at 5 gmail.com. That's it for the show pages. But, uh, Corey, what's your uh, Twitter handle? If we want to get in contact with you. If you want to talk to me about anything from comic book movies to politics to education, you can find me at I am City Folk Soul. Or if you want to talk craft beer and look at all the beers I drink, you can follow me on Instagrams at 4 Craft Sake. Number 4, Craft Sake. No, so, no, the word for is it for? <laughs> okay. It, the, yeah. the word for F O R craft, as in the type of beer, sake. Okay. I just got excited with the show, I guess. Anyway. Um. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter. Uh, send me, you know, Tom Cruise quotes and gifts at Juice Clerk. Please do. Somebody out there send Joe a Tom Cruise gif. That'd be, that'd be great. At Juice Clerk, that'd be random if it's a guy we've like. That's how we know before. we're we're making it. Pe- yeah. Random people are listening to this episode, just sending me a gif. And that'd by the cool. time <laughs> by the time this drops, we'll f- have all forgotten about it. So yeah, also true. <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell? Why did this? Why did this person send me this? I liked it, but <laughs> I guess it would depend on the gif. I don't know. Yeah, true. Totally random. Creep me out. <laughs> Anyway, that's going to do it 
for this episode of Five Movie Madness. Uh, have a good night, everybody.